Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led business owners to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and let go of trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business and stop trying to do all the things, we've got you covered. You can start with Sarah or level up with Lisa, all right here on this one podcast. It's time to set aside your never-ending to-do list, pop in your earbuds, take a deep breath, and join us each week. We equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business. And we even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. You've heard the promises made online all over, I only work two hours a day in my business, or I only work 10 hours per week in my business. You can too. Well, what do they really mean when they say that? And is that actually really possible? Today on the podcast, we're going to be breaking that down, what that actually means, what they're really doing in their business in order for that to be true. I don't think people are lying. I just don't think they're telling you the whole truth when they make those kinds of promises. I agree with that in that everybody's story is a little bit different and they're not trying to be dishonest, I don't think, but they're also trying to sell a certain lifestyle. And that's a lot of times because their business is built on that lifestyle and they're trying to get people to purchase whatever they're doing in order to get that lifestyle. But yeah, they don't, they're not talking about how long it took them to get there or that they have a whole entire team working for them or just all sorts of things that we're going to talk about today that really put it in perspective. Yes. I think that's a great way of saying it, Lisa, is we're just going to put it in perspective. We're going to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit so that you can fully understand what it means and what it takes to get to that point of working only 10 hours per week or two hours per day to have a business that's making money in your sleep or, you know, running on autopilot. And so the first thing that I know that is true about these people who say they only work 10 hours per week is that they have done the work, that they have spent months or even years working 20, 30, 40, 60, 70 hours a week to get their business going. And the other thing I don't think they mention is they might have even already started another business. So this isn't their first rodeo. Yes, that's a big one, I think, because even just you and I starting this podcast, it's not our first business. I've had one or two other businesses. You've had one or two other businesses, plus a successful career as a you know administrator, all sorts of stuff that we're bringing all that into our business. We're not just a 21-year-olds fresh out of college starting our first business. Like we have done a lot of work in the past, which makes things easier. But you can say, oh, we started this podcast and we're successful in our first year. Well, yes, but like we have a lot that has gone into it to make it that way. We knew how to build an audience. We knew how to set up workflows. We knew how to market. We knew how to do those kinds of things. We already knew how to run an Instagram page. And so starting the podcast was way easier than either of us starting our first business because it's always easier the second, third, fourth time around. So when you see people making those promises of I only work two hours a day or you can, you know, you can build this business in only 10 hours a week, you have to put in the work up front. And so you have to remember, you cannot shortcut the beginning. You can't shortcut that investment that you have to make at the start. Well, and a lot of people say, you know, I, tra- I traded my nine to five 
for a 24-7 because that is a reality is that when you're building a business, it's a lot of work and you're spending a lot of nights and weekends and time and, you know, whether you're side hustling it or whether you have quit your job and you're doing it, you know, you have to, you have to build it at some point. There's very few businesses that you can do where you just all of a sudden something plops in your lap. You've never done it before and you make six figures like that. Right. It's just rare. It can happen. I'm not saying it can't. Right. It's just not the norm. It's not. And we have to remember that starting at the beginning and doing at the work at the beginning and doing it well is a biblical principle. And I use Zechariah 410 all the time in my business. And it says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. He, that This is such a great phase of your business. If you're in that starting business where you are working 20, 30, 40 hours a week to get it going, it can be fun. And then you can see the fruit of that labor, but you're building a business and doing the work at the beginning, doing the right work at the beginning so that eventually you can work 10 hours a week or however many hours you actually want to be working, but you can't shortcut that at the, at the start. Absolutely. The second thing I know that people who are making these promises have done to be able to work the limited number of hours per week is they've built a team. Their business most likely doesn't run on just 10 hours a week. It's just that they can work 10 hours a week and then they have a team that works more hours to keep it going. They probably have some sort of graphic designer. They probably have an online business manager, a social media manager that's doing all the social media posts and creating it. That takes a lot of time. Yeah. Even if you do use AI and Canva and have templates, it takes time. They, If they're running a podcast, they probably have a podcast editor and someone who's writing show notes and doing that. They're coming up with all of the ideas in their business and, and then they're paying people to actually implement them. And that's how they're able to work 10 hours a week because they've got other people working the rest. I was listening to a podcast from a very famous photographer who's become a huge online business owner. And uh, she just had an article published in Forbes. And then she, I heard her do a podcast afterwards. She's like, the tagline that they used for the news story was like how a mom makes a quarter of a million dollars a month and only works or yeah, quarter million dollars a month and only works four hours a week. And she was like, that was so misleading. Like, I am mm. sorry for all of my followers who read that and saw that because that is not true. She's like, yes, that week I happened to work four hours because I had a sick kid and I have, I just had a baby and all this stuff. But she's like, I have a whole entire team. My whole entire family works for me. I have a team of like 10 to 12 people that are doing all this stuff. So it's not like I'm just sitting around working for four hours a week and making a quarter of a million dollars. That does not happen. <laughs> like it, it, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. But if you look at me and what I actually worked this week, for the, for me this week, I only worked four hours because that was what happened. But I worked my butt off all through college. And when all my friends were going and doing all these fun things, I was you know, back in my dorm room doing all this work. And so it's very deceiving. But, but we like those catchy headlines of, I only work four mm -hmm. hours a week and I make all this money because it it right. shows off this lifestyle that everybody wants, but it's not really accurate. Right. And I, I know who you're talking about. I love that photographer because she's super honest about, oh, yes. you know, she came out and was pretty upset at the magazine for, you know, misleading people. Right. It was the truth, but it was still not the whole perspective on it. And I think what's also implied is that some weeks she does work 20 or 30 hours a week right. because that week it's required. She's doing a launch or she's doing something else or she's, you know, promoting something she's doing. So she's on a bunch of podcasts. And so it averages out, but there are some weeks where you have more to do. And so what can we do as we're building our business to get to that point of I only work 10 hours a week? 
there are some really purposeful things you can do at the beginning of building your business. And even now, if you're a little bit further in your business to make it future minded so that you can hand off tasks in the future. You know, Lisa and I, when we started this podcast, we knew we couldn't afford to hire help at the beginning, but we want to eventually. And so we started creating systems in our business that will make it easy when we do hire a podcast editor, when we do hire a social media manager, that we can just hand it over to them. We've been very organized in what we do. We've purchased programs like Kartra and HoneyBook and some other things that when someone comes into our business, it will be very easy to hand that over. And you can start doing that at the beginning, knowing you want to do that for the future. So knowing when it's time to hire someone, that's huge. Because a lot of times that takes some, not only stuff off your plate, but off your mind. It just frees you up to be thinking about other things and to be dreaming and that kind of stuff. So maybe it is time for you to be hiring somebody in your business. Or like Sarah said, maybe it's just that you're setting things up now so that when somebody steps into your business, it's not just this chaotic mess that takes mm-hmm. forever or that people are like, I, I'm out. I can't do this. Right. So being really purposeful in the way that you're doing things and the systems that you're creating so that somebody can seamlessly step in and really take things off your plate. For sure. And that really goes into my point number three about you know how these people who say they're working only 10 hours a week have gotten there. We talked about how they put in the work at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They you know put in the hours. They've built a team. They've started thinking future-minded about hiring some people on in their business, and they have automated their business. They have workflows. They have protocols. You know, some people call them SOPs, standard operating procedures, but they do those from the beginning, and they do things really, really consistently. So then it becomes repeatable, whether it's by them or by someone that they've hired. And also, even if you never hire someone in your business, having things that are automated and in a workflow save people time and energy. And Lisa, I know this is really an area of expertise for you, so I'd love to hear some of your ideas. But you can be doing these things from the beginning, even if you end up only ever being your only employee. Having templates, having workflows, having guides is something I'm a huge proponent of just because it makes you look professional, first of all. Like I send a guide to all of my clients. Now, this you might think, oh, that's just a photographer thing. Well, it could be for anyone who does any kind of service. Like here's what to expect. Here's what it's going to look like. Here's what how it feels to go through this program because you got to remember when people are stepping into your business, you're the expert, but they're not. They don't know these things. They don't know how to work this stuff. They don't know what it's going to look like. It can be scary and fearful and especially if they're spending a lot of money with you. And so to have automated things, like when somebody inquires with me, it's an automatic email that goes to them that has like a guide. Here's what to expect. Here's what the next step looks like. Here's how to contact me. I had a couple over the weekend that came in I didn't do anything. So I wasn't worried about over the weekend spending time like answering this email from somebody because I knew my system had already automated it. They had what, exactly what they needed. And so you can do that in any kind of business that you have. If somebody inquires with you, it should be an automatic response. That should not be something that you are doing. Like I always say, if you write an email once, you make it a template because chances are you're going to be writing that same exact email again and it's going to save you so much time and makes you look really professional if it's already like well thought out. So any of those kinds of things that you can have, it saves you so much time. So you can be spending 10 hours a week in your business instead of 40 because you're not answering individual inquiries all the time. The thing that comes to mind sometimes when I hear that, because I hear you talk about it all the time, like whatever you're saying over and over and over again, make it automated. Mm -hmm. If you're having to repeat it, if people are asking the same questions, make it automated. I think sometimes what people think in that 
is that it's not hands-on. It's not personalized. It doesn't feel as, you know, genuine. So what would you say to somebody who, you know, is like, well, I don't want to automate it because then I feel like it's not as personalized. I would say put your personality into that automated Mm. response. Like take the time to really sit down and think about if this person was sitting across the room from me and I was answering their question, infuse as much personality into that Mm -hmm. as you can. Like what are some phrases that you tell a funny joke or a movie quote or something in there that doesn't sound like, thank you for inquiring with me. You know, like don't chat GPT this. Robotic. Yeah. Make it so that it is yours. Part of mine, like um, we're just coming out of senior season for me. And so it's like, hey, I had a 2022 graduate. I have a 2024 graduate coming up. I know you have all the feelings and it's really overwhelming and you don't know how you're going to do this. And you It's very expensive. And so I kind of go into that of like, I know how you feel and you can do that with anything. And then you go into like, hey, I want to make this as smooth as possible. Check this out. Do you have any more questions? Reach out to me. I'd love to answer them. You know, making it not feel automated. I think in our brains, we think an automated email is like, thank you for your response. I'll get back to you tomorrow. No, it's just making it really personal, personality infused. That's a little side freebie for you you on this this week's podcast episode. And, and truly, it is more personalized because you're being clear. You're responding immediately. <laughs> you know, it's kind of that instant gratification we were talking about in last week's episode. You're able to serve your client immediately without having to be in your business. And I think a lot of those things are what we need to be thinking about is how can I automate this so that I am stepping back from my business and I don't have my fingers in every little tiny thing. It's working smarter yep. and being in, you know, being really thoughtful about that. And then maybe after they get a certain number of emails, you get a notification that you do send them a personalized email. Right. Okay. But now you're sending one instead of five and you're not having to recreate it. So documenting how you're going, how you're going to do those things and then doing them the same every time, that's going to save you time. That's how these people are able to only work 10 hours a week in their business. They're thinking like an actual CEO and not keeping themselves in every little teeny tiny part of their business. The biggest thing really as a business owner, as you're looking to remove yourself from so many hours in your business is to document how you're going to do things and then do them the same every time. Set up systems so that you're not thinking about it. I mean, this is as simple as when I go to write an email, I'm using the same font, the same size, the same color, the same format so that it becomes less brain power to do those tasks. So instead of taking an hour to write an email, it takes me 20 minutes. Starting to think like an actual CEO of how can I start to remove myself from this business is going to be where you see the biggest results of lowering the amount of time that you spend in your business. Lastly, I think what people do to be able to work less hours in their business is they know that it comes over time. It doesn't, it's not like you're going to go from working 40 hours this week for the last year to all of a sudden tomorrow, now all of a sudden I'm going to work 10 hours. It comes slowly over time and you're making plans to be able to back out of your business. You're slowly hiring people. For the most part, you're not going to just in one month hire 10 new people for your business to help you. You're going to hire one and you're going to see how that goes. And then you're going to slowly back out. Now I'm working 30 hours a week in my business. Then maybe you're hiring a graphic designer to do all your graphics. So now you're working 20 hours in your business. So you have to know that this is going to take time to do it, but you can when you're really, really purposeful about it. And lastly, it isn't like people are trying to be deceptive, but I also think sometimes they're just not sharing the entire truth 
And this can be hard. And it, I, as a Christian owner, Christian business owner, I think we have a little bit higher standards. We have a little bit more higher, I don't know, a higher calling when it comes to that thing. And I tend to be really truthful in that, like, I don't work 10 hours a week and I don't, I don't want to say that either because I don't want people to think, oh, she has such an easy job and it's so fun. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I only take pictures for maybe 10 hours a week, but I spend a lot more time behind my computer. And so I could definitely tell people like, oh, you could be a photographer and only spend 10 hours a week and make six figures. Well, that is just not true. And so there's a fine line there. And I don't think people are always trying to be dishonest, but I also think they're just not giving you the whole picture behind everything. And we've kind of talked about that throughout this whole episode of that people when they say they only work two hours a week, well, maybe they only work two hours that week or, you know, things like that. So you just kind of have to take things with a grain of salt and realize that being a business owner is not easy. And it's great if you can only work 10 hours a week, but that is not the majority. And I think that we miss out on a lot of the benefits of working. Like I work 20 hours a week in my business at least, but what the benefit is, is I can do it from anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm not dictated by someone else's schedule. When something comes up, I can reprioritize some things. So, you know, when I got a call last year that my son had slammed his finger in his locker and needed to go to the urgent care, I could leave. When I was working my regular full-time job, I couldn't do that as easily. And I was 45 minutes away and I had to make all sorts of arrangements because I had another job. But I don't think we talk about that either, is that I actually like working 20 plus hours a week in my business because I love what I do. And I love right now being in every little piece of my business. Eventually, I want to pass that off. But there are just so many other benefits that we have. Lisa, you can decide, am I going to shoot this night for photography or not? Nope, I'm going to take that week off because I'm moving my son into college. So those are some of the benefits of maybe you are working some more hours right now in your business. And you get all these other benefits of flexibility. If I don't want to start working on my business till 9 a.m. because mornings are not my thing, then great. I can create that schedule to work on that. So don't just focus on the number of hours that they're promising that you can work and think, oh, I can build it in 10 hours. Think of it as I get the flexibility to work the hours that I want. I can build the business the way that I want when I put in the work at the beginning and set it up to be the way that I want it to be. And enjoy the freedoms of doing what you love, serving the people that you love, and doing it on the timeline that works for you and for your family. And here's one of the things that I've just learned in life in general is that every person is different. Every business is different. Everything looks different. So to, to be looking at other people and saying, I want exactly what they have. Well, you don't know what it took to get there. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know what kind of heartaches and hurts there are. You don't know what kind of businesses that they've done in the past. So I really want to encourage you to focus on what God has put in front of you and not what God has called somebody else to. And so that is the trap that we fall into. And that is like the big thing that could be a great takeaway for you in that you have to do what God has called you to, invited you to, asked you, put you, put in front of you and not get distracted by what other people are putting out there. Love it. That's a great word to end on. And whether you're working in your business two hours this week or 10 hours this week or 30 or more, we hope you have a great week and join us next week for a very special episode. We're having a special guest on and we know that you'll love to hear what she has to say. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business. So break it down your way.